Hello, and thank you for logging on to The Memory Gauge, your new favourite Digimon card game podcast. I'm your host, Connor, and today is the second half of our BT10 Cross Encounter set review. We're looking at the new green, black, purple, and white cards coming in the new set. It's very exciting, there's a lot of cool stuff to talk about, and I can't wait to jump into it, but first... We have to talk about our second anniversary tournament to celebrate two years of the Memory Gauge podcast. That's, this podcast has been going for two years and we are celebrating by hosting a big webcam tournament over on our Discord server. Saturday, November 5th at 4.30pm EST for my Australia friends, Sunday, November 6th, starting at 7.30am AEDT. Entry is free. And we have some really cool prizes. Second place is going to be winning one of our new Curse of Gallimon playmats by artist Jack Clark. It looks amazing. And if you're a fan of the live streams, you're going to understand that reference. That's one for people who watch our booster box openings. And first place is going to win not just one of those playmats, but also an invitation to come on this show and profile their winning deck list. And in addition to all of that, we are giving away a door prize of a third playmat. So just by entering, turning up, playing some games, you can stand a chance to win one of these awesome playmats. And entry is free, so there's no reason not to sign up. We're going to be playing BT10 format pre-bannings and restrictions, which we're going to be talking about in an upcoming mini-sode. All going to be over on the Discord server. Links to everything will be in the show notes of this episode, or you can find them on our socials. And I really hope... To see you there, November 5th, 4.30pm EST, or November 6th, 7.30am AEDT. Now into our main topic. Last week, last episode, we talked about the new cards coming in cross encounter specifically the new red blue and yellow cards and we talked about all the new mechanics that we got in the new set so if you were hoping to listen to an overview of the new mechanics or if you wanted to hear about the red blue or yellow cards please check out our last episode this episode we are going to be talking about the new green black purple and white cards We have a lot to get through and not a lot of time to get there, so we are going to kick things off by looking first at the new green cards, starting with green's new level 2 Bosomon. It's inheritable reads, your turn once per turn, when a Digimon becomes suspended by an effect, this Digimon gets plus 1000 DP for the turn. So this is an interesting effect because it doesn't care whether the Digimon being suspended is yours or your opponent. So this is actually kind of flexible, which is really cool. I don't know if you want four of these, but I think this is a great candidate for that fifth Digi-Egg slot in your Digi-Egg deck in a lot of decks, because it's flexible, it fits with a lot of strategies, which is really cool. It's nice to see that we're still getting some broad cards, given that the game's kind of been edging towards archetypes recently, so it's nice to still see a bit of flexibility. Moving on to the level threes, first we have... Angoramon. Three to play, zero to Digivolve, has 2,000 DP. It has your turn, once per turn, when you play a green tamer, draw one. And then its inheritable effect reads, your turn, once per turn, when an opponent's Digimon becomes suspended, draw 
one. So the main effect of this Digimon I think is okay, especially in the early game while you're kind of setting up, but I really like the inheritable effect mostly. If you're suspending your opponent's Digimon with effects anyway, then drawing a card when you do so, that's just icing on the cake. Mwah, love it. If you're in a suspend heavy deck, I think you're going to seriously want to consider Angoramon. It's doing some pretty cool stuff. Next we have Palmon, 3 to play, 0 to Digivolve, has 2000 DP, and it has on play, reveal the top 4 cards of your deck, add 1 card that contains plant or vegetation in its traits, and 1 card with fairy in its traits among them to your hand, place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order. So at first glance, this is like a really niche card, it's grabbing plants and fairies, and only one of each, but Palmon is more flexible than it appears at first glance, because green kind of has a large number of plant, vegetation, and fairy Digimon, so it can actually fetch quite a few different cards if you take a look, searching on digimoncard.dev for those uh, sort of card types, card traits. And then, of course, this is really, really good in Bloom Lordmon. That's a deck where this is going to be able to grab a 5, a 4, and a 6. Like a 4 or a 5 and a level 6, which is pretty cool. Paying 3 memory to get a body and draw 2 is a really, really good rate. So exciting to see Palmon, and we'll find out later exactly how good it is as we talk about more of the cool new Bloom Lordmon stuff, which is my new, one of my new favorite decks in this set, so I'm excited to get to share it with you. Speaking of Bloom Lordmon, this level 4 fits very nicely into that d deck Moving on to the level 4s, we have Sunflowmon, 4 to play, 2 to Digivolve, 3000 DP. It has, when Digivolving, by suspending one of your green Digimon, you may play one Digimon card that contains plant, vegetation, or fairy in its traits, and 3000 DP or less from your hand without paying its memory cost. And then the Inheritable reads your turn once per turn. When one of your Digimon is suspended by an effect, draw one. You can play a Digimon for free. Uh... That's great. My favorite play with Sunflowmon is using it to play that Palmon we just talked about. So you Digivolve, you play a body, and draw one or even maybe two cards. Then Sunflowmon is going to draw you plenty of cards through the game itself with its inheritable ability, as long as you are suspending your own Digimon with effect. Digisorption is something that already does this, so your Blossomons, your Argomon level 5s are great with this card. Not to mention that the Bloom Lordmon archetype that we're kind of discussing with Green, because that's the main archetype here, loves suspending its own Digimon, so you really should have no problem getting the Inheritable effect. Great card overall, just watch out for the fact that it is only 3000 DP, so if you leave it suspended due to its own effect, chances are good you're going to lose it on an attack. Next we have Ballistamon, 4 to play, 2 to Digivolve, 4000 DP. This is another Crossheart piece. It has evolved 2 from level 3 with Crossheart in its traits. Opponent's turn, while you have another Digimon or Tamer with Crossheart in its traits, this Digimon has Blocker, then on deletion, save. And its Inheritable reads, your turn, while this Digimon has Shoutmon in its name, this Digimon gains Piercing. So... As I said, another great piece for Crossheart. One of the stronger ones, I think. Four memory for a blocker is a really good rate, especially because the save mechanic lets you place it beneath a tamer when it's deleted, so you don't feel bad about just chump blocking something. Giving piercing as an inheritable is also really cool. It allows your Shoutmon X4s and X5s to avoid that issue of kind of having to decide whether to attack an opponent's vulnerable Digimon or check their security. You can have your cake and you can eat it too, so... Overall, really good card. 
Moving on to level fives, first we have Cherrymon, seven to play, three to Digivolve, 7,000 DP. It has Digisorption minus two. So for those who don't remember Digisorption, when one of your Digimon Digivolves into this card in your hand, you can suspend one of your Digimon to reduce the memory cost of that Digivolution by two. So you can make your Digivolution into Cherrymon cost just one by suspending a Digimon. Then opponent's turn once per turn. When your opponent's Digimon attacks, you may switch the target of the attack to one of your suspended Digimon. So the um one memory for a level five, really cheap. Uh, Cherrymon can be fetched by your Palmon, and it counts for your effects that care about plant vegetation Digimon, which we have a few of. And I also really like the opponent's turn effect. It's kind of like blocker, but it actually turns any of your suspended Digimon into sort of a blocker. It's a really interesting effect, and there's some cool, kind of cool things you could do for it. You could make it really unappealing for your opponent to attack into your security or into your other Digimon, which is a lot of fun. Next, we have Agitarmon. Another level 5, 8 to play, 3 to Digivolve, has 7,000 DP. It has, once per turn... By suspending one of your green Digimon, you may play one Digimon card that contains plant, vegetation, or fairy in its traits with 3,000 DP or less from your hand without paying its memory cost. Then your turn, once per turn, when one of your Digimon becomes suspended by an effect, gain one memory. That's the inheritable. Agitarmon is kind of like Palmon and Sunflowmon, a little bit niche. It's limited by traits, but the Digimon that you play can only be 3,000 DP or less, but actually... There's a number of relevant level 3s and level 4s that you can play with this effect. Vegemon and Red Vegemon are some great level 4s to get into play because they getting a level 4 into play means your next Digivolution is into a level 5. You're getting up really quickly through your Digivolution chain there. Agitarmon works really well with Bloom Lordmon as we're going to see when we talk about Bloom Lordmon because that cares about having plants and vegetation Digimon in play. But getting a body into play for free, that's never bad. So I think Agitarmon can kind of do a bit of work in multiple places if you have the right mix of cards in your deck and you're using Digi's option or other effects that suspend your own Digimon. Next we have Lamortmon, 8 to play, 3 to Digivolve, 9,000 DP. This is another level 5. It has, when Digivolving, suspend one of your opponent's Digimon. It has, end of attack once per turn. When this Digimon deletes an opponent's Digimon in battle, unsuspend this Digimon. And it has, when attacking, if you don't have a Tamer in play, lose 2 memory. So, if you have enough memory to keep hold of the turn, that when Digivolving effect is pretty strong, because it makes any of your opponent's Digimon vulnerable to an attack. And with 9,000 DP, Lamortmon is going to be able to attack over a lot of your Digimon below level 6. And when it does, it unsuspends and attacks again. The downside here is that when attacking effect, that loses you two memory if you don't have a tamer. But then once you have one in play, Lamortmon is all upside. If you're planning to use Lamortmon, make sure you run a number of tamers so it never costs you memory to attack. On to the level 6s now, and we first have Lotusmon, 11 to play, 4 to Digivolve, 11,000 DP. It has, when Digivolving, suspend one of your opponent's Digimon. That Digimon does not unsuspend during your opponent's next unsuspend phase. Then, opponent's turn, all of your other Digimon with a trait that contains plant, vegetation, or fairy, gain on deletion, gain 2 memory, and return 1 Digimon card with 3,000 DP or less from your trash to your hand. I don't mind Lotusmon, it kind of locks down an opponent's Digimon, which can be pretty clutch, and then it makes a very unappealing prospect for your opponent to attack into your suspended plants, vegetations, and fairies, so if you've got this large board with lots of those, you can suspend them with your effects, 
and then not really worry about the counterattack. It is, however, a very defensive top-end Digimon in a format that, from my experience, tends to be pretty quick, pretty aggressive. So by the time you get your board set up to take advantage of Lotusmon, it might be too late. Definitely interesting as a support piece, though, just maybe not as the sole headliner of your deck. Alright, finally we get to the Digimon I've been wanting to talk about. Bloom Lordmon, level 6, 12 to play, 4 to Digivolve, 12,000 DP. It has, when Digivolving, you may suspend one of your Digimon. Then, for each of your suspended Digimon that contains plant, vegetation, or fairy in its traits, gain one memory. When you gain two or more memory with this effect, unsuspend this Digimon, and this Digimon gains piercing for the turn. Then your turn, for every two of your suspended Digimon, this Digimon gets plus 2,000 DP and gains security attack plus one. Now, I absolutely love Bloom Lordmon. I think the effect is really cool. I like the way it pulls together sort of disparate Digimon into a single deck by caring about multiple traits. And it's an aggressive attacker with that security attack plus one effect. So your game plan, if you want to build a deck around this, is to play a wide board of vegetation, plant, and fairy trait Digimon with your various effects. Things like Sunflowermon and Aegitarmon are excellent. Then you can Digivolve into Bloom Lordmon for really cheap or for free or even gain memory with that memory adding effect then it's very easy for your bloom lordmon to grow very large and swing for two or three checks in this way the big downside to this strategy is that you have to keep a number of your digimon suspended for it to work so you'll need effects like digisorption that allow you to suspend your own digimon i think this deck is great fun i've been having a blast playing it and it's it's i would recommend building it it's just a, an absolute blast on to the option cards now. First we have Grand Del Sol, 8 to play. It says, when you would use this card, if you have two or more green suspended Digimon in play, reduce the memory cost of this card by two. Then it has suspend one of your opponent's Digimon. Then return one of your opponent's suspended Digimon to the bottom of its owner's deck. Then its inheritable effect, not inheritable, its security effect says, activate this card's main effect. So Grand Del Sol is a card that I've read, reread, and reread again. It seems good. It seems really good. It actually seems too good to be true. For a long time, we've had kind of certain value thresholds in the game that was set in place. For a long time, 15,000 DP was the maximum. You didn't have Digimon that was stronger than that. And in the same vein, 8 memory to delete any Digimon, Gaia Force was the rate. You had variations on that, but 8 memory, delete a Digimon, that was... Delete any Digimon. That was, you know, not surpassed. But since then, we've seen multiple 16,000 DP Digimon. And now we have a removal card that seems to be, as far as I can figure out, just plain better than Gaia Force. 8 memory to return any Digimon to the bottom of its owner's deck, which gets around effects that prevent deletion. And then... You can suspend another Digimon of your opponents if your target is already suspended. So you're removing the Digimon and suspending another Digimon. And this might even cost six memory if you've got two or more green suspended Digimon in play. I keep reading, reading this card because I feel like I have to be missing something. Otherwise, it seems like we've kind of crossed another threshold and this is just better. I'm willing to be wrong, but I can't see it. So if you can see... What is not as good about this card? Please let me know. And then finally, new green tamer, Zenjiro Surigi. Three to play, 
has on play, you may play one Ballista Mon from your hand or from under one of your tamers without paying its memory cost. And then your turn, when you play a Digimon with Crossheart in its traits, you may suspend this tamer to gain one memory. So, another Crossheart tamer. It has Crossheart in its traits. Zenjiro Tsurigi really makes me think of Dr. Stone for some reason. It might be that trundle that he's carrying. I really like Dr. Stone, so that's not bad. It's just something I think every time I see the card. Uh, Gameplay-wise, though, obviously you want this in your Crossheart decks. It lets you extend your plays, gives you extra memory. It also helps you get a Ballistamon into play, which will inherently have Blocker because Zenjiro has the Crossheart trait. So, solid card. I love it. It's one of my favorite cards to get to hand when I'm playing my Crossheart deck. Moving on now to the new black cards. First, we have Black's new level 2, Monimon. Its inheritable reads all turns. While this Digimon has Twilight in its traits, it gets plus 1000 DP. Now, Black has a number of Twilight trait Digimon in this set, so depending on the construction of your deck, you should be able to access this DP boost fairly consistently. And I like that it's also flexible because you get the boost on all turns, so your blockers and your attackers benefit equally from the boost. If you're building your deck around a lot of Digimon with Twilight in their traits, Monimon is probably a good choice as a level 2 just to get access to that extra power when you need it. Onto the level 3s now. First we have Monodamon. 3 to play, 0 to Digivolve, 2000 DP. It has on play, reveal 4 cards from the top of your deck. Add 2 cards that are either Black with Nightmon or Deadly Axemon in their names or with Twilight in their traits among them to your hand. Place the rest at the bottom of your deck in any order. So Monodamon is a searcher with a little bit of flexibility finding either a Twilight trait Digimon or a Nightmon or Deadly Axemon. I like flexible cards as you may have gathered so that's a tick and the fact that it's drawing you 2 cards potentially uh, is another big tick. There's not much to say about Monodamon specifically but I will just take this chance to point out that in the current format of Digimon cards like this that help you find your pieces more quickly are really useful and they're going to always be something to keep an eye out for when building your decks. If you can have one of these searches for whatever your archetype or color is, you'll usually want to include at least one. Next we have Spartamon. This is a black and red level 3. It costs 4 to play, 1 to Digivolve from either black or red, has 2000 DP, and it has on play... By placing this Digimon under one of your Digimon with Legend Arms or Crossheart in its traits as its bottom Digivolution card, D-Digivolve 1, one of your opponent's Digimon. Then its Inheritable reads, when attacking once per turn, reveal the top three cards of your deck, add one card with Legend Arms or Crossheart in its traits among them to your hand, place the rest at the bottom of your deck in any order. So Spartamon is an interesting Digimon. It seems to kind of be playing in that same Crossheart space, but it doesn't quite slot in neatly. It's not named on any of your Crossheart Digicross materials, which doesn't help, but it does sort of act as like an extra tech. But my instinct is that Spartamon is going to be more at home in Legend Arms decks, build around the Ragnar Lordmon line. But I don't know enough yet about the new starter decks to say that with certainty. One to Digivolve at level three is quite expensive, and four to play is a high price, even if you do get to de-Digivolve an opponent's Digimon. The surge effect is nice, but it takes a little too long to get going for my liking. Ultimately, Spartamon, I like the multicolor on a level three, but other than that, it's not really doing anything for me. Next, we have Sparrowmon. 
another forecast level three. Zero to Digivolve has 2000 DP and it has Digivolve zero from a level two with the cross heart trait. It has all turns while you have a Digimon or Tamer with another Digimon or Tamer with Crossheart or Twilight in its traits. This Digimon gets plus 3000 DP. Then on deletion, save. And its inheritable reads, while this Digimon has Shoutmon or Mervamon in its name, this Digimon gains reboot. So Sparrowmon mostly slots into your Crossheart deck quite nicely. Primarily it's going to be a beat stick because you'll almost always have access to that plus 3000 DP, making it a 5000 DP level 3 attacker, which is pretty beefy for a level 3. And then even if it does get deleted on its attack into your opponent's security, or has to trade with a Digimon, you can save it to reuse later. And then as an inheritable, I like the reboot effect, especially when you consider that Shoutmon X5, the Shoutmon Digicross that has Sparrowmon listed as one of its Digicross materials, has blocker. So giving it reboot as well really makes it a very effective card to use. You can attack, it has security attack plus one, so you do a big swing, and then it reboots itself and is a defender on your opponent's turn. So Sparrowmon, very cool card, play it a lot in the Crossheart deck. On to level fours, and first we have Skull Knightmon Mighty Axe Mode with a lot of text. It costs four to play, three to Digivolve, has 5,000 DP, and it has. The name of this card, Digimon, is also treated as Skull Knightmon and Deadly Axemon. So it counts as a Skull Knightmon just without any extras, and it also counts as Deadly Axemon, which is pretty cool, and we'll see, kind of get a little bit more into that as we go. On play, reveal three cards from the top of your deck. Add one card with Nightmon in its name, Deadly Axemon, or Nene Amano among them to your hand. Trash the remaining cards. Then, if you Digicrossed with two materials, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with a play cost of four or less. Then finally, Digicross minus one, Skull Nightmon and Deadly Axemon. So, we've seen support for kind of a Skull Nightmon, Deadly Axemon, Dark Nightmon deck in the past. In BT7, we saw a few of those pieces, but it didn't really click together until now, I think, because Mighty Axe Mode not only counts as either a Skull Nightmon or a Deadly Axemon for your specific effects, which want to play one of those, use one of those, put one of those to hand, it also searches for your pieces and it removes an opponent's Digimon, and it can cost just two memory when you do that if you put both a Skull Nightmon and a Deadly Axemon beneath it. So overall, great piece for your Dark Nightmon decks. Really strong. Speaking of, next we move up to the level fives, and first is Dark Nightmon. Eight to play, four to Digivolve, 7,000 DP. It has on play, D-Digivolve 1, one of your opponent's Digimon. Then, if you Digicrossed with two materials, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with a play cost of five or less. Then it has all turns, when this Digimon would be deleted by returning one level four or lower black Digimon card from this card's Digivolution sources to your hand, you may play one Skull Nightmon or Deadly Axemon from this Digimon's Digivolution cards without paying its memory cost. Then finally it has Digicross minus two Skull Nightmon, Deadly Axemon. So Dark Nightmon is an interesting card. With the Skull Nightmon and a Deadly Axemon, it will cost you just four memory to play when you get that full reduction. That's pretty cheap for a level five. Although it's quite far from the realms of one cost for Shoutmon X4 or free for Shoutmon X5 with the full set. I also really like the deletion effect here, which sets you up to immediately Digicross into another Dark Nightmon with a bit of luck by putting another one of your sources onto the field. Overall, this is a solid card for your Dark Nightmon focused deck. A lot of your pieces can find this. It comes out cheap. 
and it has relevant effects. What more do you want? On to the level sixes, and first up is Justimon Critical Arm. 11 to play, 3 to Digivolve, 11,000 DP. It has Digivolve 1 if the name contains Justimon. Then when Digivolving, by returning one card with Justimon in its name other than Justimon Critical Arm from this Digimon's Digivolution cards to your hand, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with a play cost of 9 or less. Then when attacking, if you have a Tamer in play, this Digimon may Digivolve into a Digimon card with Justimon in its name other than Justimon Critical Arm from your hand, ignoring Digivolution requirements by paying 2 costs. Justimon seems like a fun card to mess around with, jumping back and forth between its forms as needed, deleting an opponent's Digimon, um, seems pretty cool. The other Justimon that we currently have, Justimon Blitzarm, has a fairly powerful when Digivolving effect, so you can start to see the form that this deck could take. I think this strategy is going to overall be too slow and clunky to be like a top tier deck. It's not going to be competitive. You need two different level sixes, you need a lot of tamers, and you're not really getting a huge amount back for your investment. But it sure is cool, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun to play around with if you're looking for something a bit more casual. Next, we have Gankumon X Antibody. 13 to play, 4 to Digivolve from black or red, has 12,000 DP. It has Digivolve 1 from Gankumon. It has Blocker. Then it has When Digivolving. You may play one, one Digimon card with Systemon in its name from your hand or trash without paying its memory cost. Then, if Gankumon is in this Digimon's Digivolution cards, or if you have a Digimon with Systemon in its name in play, until the end of your opponent's turn, all of your Digimon get plus 2000 DP, and your opponent's effects can't return them to hands or decks, or reduce their DP. Gankumon X Antibody is a powerful piece of protection for your Jessmon Systemon deck, protecting your whole board from being bounced, from being returned to the deck, or from having their DP reduced for the low, low cost of just having a Systemon in play. It doesn't protect against straight up deletion or being attacked, so the protection isn't absolute, but it's still very strong as a tech card to include in your Jessmon decks. And it's a massive blocker, which really helps against things like the Shoutmon matchup, which really thrives when you can't block its big attacks. Next we have Dark Nightmon X Antibody, a black and purple level 6. It costs 13 to play, 5 to Digivolve from black or purple, has 12,000 DP. It has Digivolve 4 from Dark Nightmon. When Digivolving, return one black or purple Digimon card other than Dark Nightmon X Antibody from your trash to your hand. Then, when this Digimon has Dark Nightmon or X Antibody in its Digivolution cards, delete one Tamer and unsuspend this Digimon. Then, on deletion, you may play one Dark Nightmon from your trash without paying its memory cost. Dark Nightmon X Antibody was one of the first cards I actually built a deck around from BT10 when I was testing the set ahead of the release. And that ability to delete Tamers, especially given the strength of the save mechanic placing your Digimon under your Tamers, is very powerful. We don't have many effects that interfere with our opponent's tamers, so it's kind of cool to see another option here. This is a great top end, obviously, for your Dark Nightmon deck, which always has a fun gameplay element with the various ways that you can combine Skull Nightmon and Deadly Axemon. And don't forget, when that on-deletion effect plays a Dark Nightmon, you can still use the Digicross. Obviously, it's not going to make anything cheaper because you're playing it for free, but it will then come in with sources as well, which is pretty cool. 
Next up, Blastmon. Another black and purple level 6. It has 13 to play, 5 to digivolve from black or purple, 13,000 DP. So it's beefy. It has Rush. It has On Play. If this Digimon has 3 Digivolution cards, Blit. Then it has Opponent's Turn. Once per turn, when your opponent's Digimon attacks, by trashing one of this Digimon's Digivolution cards, delete one of your opponent's level 4 or lower Digimon. So Blastmon initially reads as a really odd card. Why does a level 6 that costs 13 to play, so th you, the most you can have memory-wise in a turn is 10, so you can't play this by the rules of the game and hold the turn when you pay its full cost. Why does that have Rush, which it would never be able to use? Why does its on-play effect need it to have Digivolution cards? When you play it, it doesn't have Digivolution cards. Uh, the truth is, although Blastmon is grouped in with the black cards when you look at the set list, all of its support which is the Bagra army archetype, is in purple. So we're going to talk more about it when we get to the purple cards. But for now, what you need to know is that Blastmon is a really cool top end with some interesting chances for counterplay. It lets you take an action on your opponent's turn, which is really rare in Digimon, although your opponent does have to attack for you to do so. So it does require some action on your opponent's part sort of playing into your effects. Unfortunately, I think this requires too much setup to support to compete with the top decks. It seems like a really fun card and fun archetype to build a deck around. Just don't expect to take this deck to too many wins against top tier decks like Cross Heart and Blue Flare. Like, don't take this to store championships if you're really aiming to win, basically. Onto the option cards now. First we have Immortal Ruler, another black and purple card. They're really mixing black and purple in this set. Zero to play. It has, while you have a Nene Amano in play, you may use this card without meeting its color requirements. It has trash the top three cards of your deck. Then you may play one Dark Knight one from your trash, paying its play cost. If a Digimon with Digicross requirements would be played, you may also place cards from your trash as its Digivolution cards when you Digicross. Then the security effect adds it to your hand. So... You need a specific Tamer or two colors of Digimon or Tamer to play Immortal Ruler, but it's a pretty interesting card. It gets you your Dark Knightmon into play, and it makes it a heck of a lot easier to access its Digicross, because it lets you use cards in its tra in trash as Digicross sources as well. So, I think this just adds flexibility to what you can do with your Dark Knightmon deck, and a bit of flexibility goes a long way. Next we have Defense Plugin C. This is a black option card. It costs five to play. It says, while you have a Tamer in play, you may use this card without meeting its color requirements. It has one of your Digimon gains Blocker and Reboot and can't be deleted by your opponent's effects until your opponent's turn ends. Then its security effect says, reveal three cards from the top of your deck. You may play one Digimon card with a play cost of four or less from among them without paying its memory cost. Return the remaining cards to the bottom of the deck in any order. Then add this card to your hand. So this card is great in Sakuyamon. Sakuyamon has multiple effects that allow you to play specifically plugins without paying their memory costs. So you can use this card to give blocker, reboot, and protection for free. And outside of the, that deck, it's kind of pricey for what it does because it costs five memory. Like that security effect is great as long as you get a hit and the main effect is really strong. But five memory is pretty steep for an effect that doesn't actually leave you up on resources, just down a card in hand. I'm kind of iffy on the card. It could be good, could not be good, hard to tell, except I love it in Sakuyamon. It rocks in Sakuyamon. Next we have Justice Kick. This is a 12 cost option. It might be the most expensive option card we've seen. It says, when you would use this card for each of your tamers, reduce the memory cost to pay 
to play it by one. So it's really going to cost you 12. You're kind of playing around that a bit. It says you may play one Digimon card with Justimon in its name from your hand without paying its memory cost. If you do, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with a play cost of the played Digimon's play cost or less. Then the security effect says you may play one Black Tamer card from your hand without paying its memory cost. Then add this card to your hand. So the question I have about this card, Justice Kick, how many Tamers do you need in play before this is cheap enough that you're really happy to play it? Is five tamers in play for a cost of seven that's seven memory you get a level six into play that has obviously relevant to your deck and you delete an opposing digimon but then would you pay eight memory for that effect nine ten it's a good effect but at that point that's a lot of memory still also a lot of setup you need to get a lot of tamers in play before you can sort of play this card and what i found is that justimon really works best when it has inheritables there's a whole sort of stream of cards that go with Justimon that make it really, really good. So you kind of don't want to be playing it out of your hand straight away either. So interesting card, fun to play around. But I don't know, maybe it's a one-of. Maybe for that for that one moment, this is a good card where you need to come back. But otherwise, eh. Finally, we have... Black's new tamer, Nene Amano. Three to play, has on play, reveal the top four cards of your deck. Add one card with Nightmon or Deadly Axmon in its name or Twilight in its traits among them to your hand. Place the rest at the bottom of your deck in any order. Then opponent's turn, all of your Digimon with Dark Nightmon in their names or Twilight in their traits gain Blocker. On deletion, gain two memory. And then the security effect, obviously, play this card without paying its memory cost. So Nene Yamano seems really unassuming, but I think it's kind of better than it appears. The search is really reasonable, and then giving your whole board blocker is really powerful, especially if you've already gone wide in preparation for having this effect in play. Plus, if your opponent tries to remove Nene, you get two memory back for their trouble, so you kind of get around things like Blackwall Greymon that want to delete your tamers. Overall, I think this is actually a really solid card for the archetype it's in. Moving on now to Purple, and first, of course, we have Purple's new level 2, Tokomon. The inheritable here reads, opponent's turn, when this Digivolution card is trashed by an effect, draw 1. So, Tokomon, great signpost card. It tells us exactly what Purple is going to want to be doing this set. Clearly, Purple is going to be trashing its own Digivolution cards with its effects for value. We saw exactly one of those effects with Blastmon before. Drawing a card is great value. I just don't like that this only triggers on your opponent's turn, so you can't do something like Digiburst it away to draw a card. It really limits the flexibility of this card for me. So it fits in one deck, but that's kind of it. it if they'd reworded it a bit, it might be a bit more flexible, fit in more places. But like, it's not bad for the deck it fits in. I just wish they'd made it a bit more well-rounded, I guess. Onto the level 3s, first we have Sound Birdmon. 3 to play, 0 to Digivolve has 1000 DP, it has when attacking by placing one purple Digimon card from your hand under one of your tamers, draw 1. Then on deletion, save. So, its inheritable effect reads, opponent's turn, when this Digivolution card is trashed by an effect, gain 1 memory. So Sound Birdmon is geared towards getting plenty of Digimon beneath your tamers. We'll find out why that's something that you want to be doing in this deck 
soon. But the quick version is that Purple's Tamer in this set lets you essentially give any of your level 4 or higher Bagra Army Digimon functionally Digicross, reducing their play cost. So Sound Birdmon lets you get plenty of material beneath your Tamers quickly, especially since it's going to save itself when deleted as well. And it lets you set up for that bigger play later. Finally, when you trash it with an effect on your opponent's turn from underneath one of your Digimon, you gain a memory, potentially ending their turn and definitely limiting their resources. So overall, this is a really interesting card. Next, we have Choo Choo Mon. This is a 4-cost level 3. Zero to Digivolve has 1,000 DP. It's Bagra Army. It has on play, reveal the top 4 cards from the top of your deck, add 1 Digimon card with Bagra Army in its traits, and 1 Yu Amano among them to your hand, Place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order. On deletion, save. Then the inheritable opponent's turn, when this Digivolution card is trashed by an effect, gain one memory. Now there's not much to say about Choo Choo Mon, I think. Except that if you are building the Purple Bagra Army deck, you want Choo Choo Mon. Not only to get sources beneath your tamers to reuse later, but also to find those key pieces from the top of your deck. Remember, we want searches. Choo Choo Mon is a good searcher. It gets two cards to hand. So... Love it. Solid Embargo Army doesn't really work anywhere else. On to the level 4s now. First we have Troopmon. 5 to play, 2 to Digivolve, has 4000 DP. It says, opponent's turn, once per turn, when your opponent plays a Digimon or Tamer, by trashing one of this Digimon's Digivolution cards, gain one memory. Then on deletion, save. An inheritable opponent's turn, when this Digivolution card is trashed by an effect, gain one memory. Now we start to see the payoff for all of those inheritables we have that want to be trashed. Troopmon can make things very difficult for your opponent by essentially raising the cost of their Digimon or Tamers by one memory. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but... Believe me when I say that that is going to really add up more often than you think. It can even be more than that if you trash something like Choo Choo Mon because then you're also gaining another memory. As a level 4, Troopmon only lets you pull this trick kind of twice at most, but it can slow your opponent down significantly. Next we have Mad Leomon. 5 to play, 2 to Digivolve has 4000 DP. It says opponent's turn once per turn. When the number of cards in your opponent's hand is increased by effects, by trashing any one of this Digimon's Digivolution cards, your opponent trashes cards from their hand equal to the number of cards that were increased. On deletion, save, and then Digicross minus 2, one Digimon card with Bagra Army in its trait. Finally, the Inheritable reads, Opponent's turn, when this Digivolution card is trashed by an effect, gain one memory. So, what Mad Leomon gives you a chance to do is really mess with your opponent's card draw. With its effect, it causes your opponent to trash as many cards as they just drew with an effect. So if they draw two cards, Mad Leomon triggers, you trash a Digivolution card, your opponent has to trash two cards. So they don't end up ahead on resources. And in fact, you're going to end up ahead because you're likely trashing your Chumon, your Tokomon, gaining a memory, drawing a card. Plus, Mad Leomon can come in reasonably cheaply with its Digicross, which is pretty cool. On to level 6, first we have Beelzemon. 11 to play, 3 to Digivolve, has 11,000 DP. It has Digivolve 3 from a level 5 with Crossheart in its traits, because Beelzemon has Crossheart in its traits. It has on play when Digivolving, you may trash 3 cards from the top of your deck, then for every 10 cards in your trash, delete one of your opponent's level 4 or lower Digimon. Then the Inheritable reads, end of attack, once per turn, gain one memory for every 10 cards in your trash. So this Beelzemon is kind of decide to 
designed to work with the Shout One Crossheart archetype. But as I said in the last episode, um, I don't know if X4B and X5B, which are the Crossheart cards that use Beelzebub, are quite worth the card investment. Investment. <laughs> investment. Uh, but there are a few interesting effects here. I also don't mind the Beelzemon in a straight-up Beelzemon deck built around Impmon support. Being limited to deleting a level 4 or lower is kind of a weak point, but there are still plenty of good potential targets, like Madoki, Betamon, or those memory blockers, that would otherwise stop you from accessing that really cool memory gain inheritable here. So, overall not a bad card. I think it fits in a place that maybe it wasn't designed for, which is pretty interesting. Next we have Minervamon, another purple level 6, cost 12 to play, 3 to Digivolve, has 11,000 DP, it has Retaliation, it has Opponent's Turn, when your opponent plays a Digimon, you may play one purple level 4 or lower Digimon card from your trash without paying its memory cost, any on-play effects on the Digimon played with this effect don't activate, then on deletion, if your opponent has 2 or less Digimon in play, you may play one purple level 5 or lower purple Digimon, <laughs> it's a purple level 5 or lower purple or one Mervamon from your trash without paying its memory cost. So, Lilithmon loop, that is so 2020. All the cool kids are looping with Minervamon now. Minervamon makes it a little easier to get into that recursion loop than previous tops of the purple loop deck, because Minervamon herself brings a Digimon back from the trash. And if you aren't sure how that works, here's kind of the short explanation as I understand it. What you're going to need is a Minervamon in play, something like a Revive from the Darkness option card in your hand, a Cerberus Mon and a Cerberus Mon Werewolf Mode in your trash. So you have Minerva Mon, you play Revive for the Darkness, its effect triggers deleting your Minerva Mon in order to return a level 5 or lower from your trash to the field, you return Cerberus Mon. Then Minerva's Mon on Minerva Mon's on deletion triggers, you return your Werewolf Mode to the field. Werewolf Mode's on play triggers deletes a Cerberus Mon and gains you 9 memory. Then you draw 2 cards off of your Cerberus Mon. After all of this, what happens is you end up ahead by 5 memory because you paid 4 for Return to Revive from the Darkness, got 5 back on top of 4, 9, and you have a rushing attacker in play. Then, as long as you can keep sort of digivolving into Minervamon, getting revival effects to hand, you can keep doing this, and you're going to be drawing a lot of cards. So it shouldn't really be a big ask to get those cards in hand to keep the loop going. There's probably other interesting things you can do with Minervamon, especially with that opponent's turn effect that lets you play a card when they play a card. But the loop is the most popular way to go. It requires a lot of setup, so it isn't maybe as strong as other potential decks in this format, like it is when it goes off, but it doesn't go off that open often, but it feels great when you can pull it off. On to the option cards now. First is Buzzing Fist. Two to play says, reveal three cards from the top of your deck. Add one card with Bagra Army in its traits among them to your hand, trash the rest. Then you may place one Digimon card with Bagra Army in its traits from your trash under one of your tamers. Then the inheritable reads, the inheritable, the security effect reads, security, you may play one Yu Amano from your hand or trash without paying its memory cost. Then add this card to hand. Really quickly, Buzzing Fist, very good in your Bagra Army deck. Great option card, draws your cards, gets cards under your tamers, does everything you want. Mostly, Buzzing Fist is notable for being one of the most egregious misprints in the whole set, if not in the game so far, I think. The physical Buzzing Fist card that you will receive in your booster packs 
has a security effect that reads, you may play one black tamer card from your hand without paying its memory cost, then add this card to hand. That's the justice kick security effect. So it's printed with just entirely the wrong effect. Not one word wrong, not, you know, a translation error. It's just the wrong effect. In actuality, the effect is letting you play your mono from hand or trash instead. So be really careful when you play this card. You need to remember what it does, and you need to be prepared to pull up the errata during your game if your opponent doesn't believe you. Because why would they believe you if they don't know that it's wrong? That's what it says on the card. Oh, Buzzing Fist makes me so upset. Like, translation errors, you can... It's lazy It's lazy in a way, but you can kind of understand it. But this is just... It's just the wrong effect, and it really bugs me. Next we have Death the Cannon, an 8 cost option card. It says when this card is trashed from your deck, return this card to your hand. Then it says delete one of your opponent's level 6 or lower Digimon. If your trash has 10 or more cards, add 1 to the maximum level of the Digimon you can choose with your effect. Then security activates the main effect. I think this is a pretty solid deletion effect overall, and I like that it returns to your hand if it's trash from your deck. So you can use effects that trash your own cards safely, while not worrying about missing that vital removal effect that you really need it's cool to be able to burn through your deck but also get the pieces you need because sometimes when you're using searches or trashing from your own deck you trash that card that you're like ah i really wish that that had come back to my hand good news with death the cannon it does come to your hand Finally, we have Purple's new tamer, Yu Amano. We've heard a lot about it. Three to play. It has all turns, once per turn. When a purple card is placed under this tamer, draw one and gain one memory. Then your turn, once per turn, when you would play a level four or higher Digimon with Bagra Army in its traits, by placing up to three purple Digimon cards from under your tamers in that Digimon's Digivolution cards, reduce the play cost of that Digimon by two for each card placed. Yu Amano is absolutely key to playing with the Bagra Army archetype. Yu lets you place Digimon from beneath it under your Bagra Army cards, making them cheaper to play and giving them fodder for their source trashing effects. Obviously the best world here is getting multiple Yu's with lots of Digimon beneath them, so you can make your plays very cheap because you can only place up to three from beneath Tamers, so you need more than one to get sort of four, five, six. Digimon underneath one of your Bagra Army Digimon, making it really, really cheap. But that is a lot of setup, which is why I think this deck is good and fun and interesting. But again, not exactly competitive because it's too slow, requires too much setup when you're playing against the really fast, aggressive decks that we're seeing in this format. And finally, we have a few new white cards, first of which is System on CL. This is a level four costs 4 to play, 5,000 DP, has no Digivolution cost, can't Digivolve. It has on play. If it is your turn, you may Digivolve one of your Digimon into a Digimon with Royal Knight in its traits from your hand by paying its Digivolution cost. Your turn once per turn, when your Digimon Digivolves into a Digimon with Huckmon in its name or Royal Knight in its traits, gain one memory. So System on CL fits best in a Jespon deck where you're going to have multiple effects that allow you to play your Systemons for free. I really like that effect of reducing Digivolution cost as well. The only downside is not a downside necessarily, it's just that we have so many Systemon now, any individual Systemon needs to be really good to make the cut in your deck. Luckily, the way this interacts with a lot of your effects means that CL either lets you Digivolve up through a lot of levels quite quickly, although it does cost you a lot of memory, or it's going to give your Jessmon Pseudo Blitz, both of which are great effects. So overall, great card.
Next is Omnimon X Antibody. Level 7. 16 to play, 7 to Digivolve from red or blue, 16,000 DP. It has Digivolve 3 from Omnimon. When a Digimon with X Antibody in its Digivolution cards would Digivolve into this card, reduce the Digivolution cost by 2. When Digivolving, return all of your opponent's Digimon with the highest level to the bottom of their owner's decks in any order. Then when Digivolving, when attacking once per turn, by placing one X Antibody or level 6 card from this Digimon's Digivolution cards at the bottom of its owner's deck, reveal all of your opponent's security cards and trash one of them. Place the rest in your opponent's security stack face down, then your opponent shuffles their security stack. So Omnimon has some cool effects. I love that return all your opponent's Digimon with the highest level effect, which can potentially hit multiple Digimon on your opponent's field if they walk into that trap. I also love the when Digivolving when attacking effect. It lets you remove traps from your opponent's security, but even better, it gives you total information about what is in their security. So if you're paying attention and you have a good memory, you can really play around your opponent's security after you use this effect just once. Of course, getting up to this level 7 requires a lot of build-up, and you probably want copies of the X-Antibody option to let you use that attacking effect as much as possible and get a cheap Digivolution into the bargain. Overall, I like this card. It's also really nice that Omnimon finally has 16,000 DP, so we have an Omnimon once again that has the most DP in the game, which just feels right to me. It just feels right to see Omnimon on top again. Finally, we have Saiken Mepa. This is a three-cost option card. It says, while you have a Digimon with Royal Knight in its traits in play, you may use this card without meeting its color requirements. Then it says, unsuspend one of your Digimon. Then, if that Digimon is Jessmon DX or GX, activate one of its when Digivolving effects. Then the security effect adds this card to its owner's hand. Our last card is a tad underwhelming. It's an unsuspend when you need one, which is nice. But 3 memory is a bit pricey, especially if you don't get the second part of the effect. Also, you need a Royal Knight in play, which most of those are level 6s, so that's kind of hard to set up. Using Jessmon GX's when Digivolving affects more than one is nice, like that's really fun. I'm just not sure it's worth 3 memory in the whole card in most cases, unless you've really built around that effect. And that brings us to the end of our BT10 Cross Encounter set review. Really cool set, a lot of interesting new mechanics, interesting new cards, interesting support for not only new archetypes and new ways to play the game, but also a bit of support for previous archetypes, which is always nice to see. And obviously, some very, very strong decks with Crossheart, Blue Flare, and moving forward, we've also got Bloom Lordmon is going to be very strong with a little bit more support. Overall, really, really cool. But you've now heard enough from me. Now, I would like to hear from you. Alice, in a question of the week, what deck or decks are you building with the new cards from BT10 Cross Encounter? I would love to hear about it. I've built a few decks. I built, um, I built Crossheart. I built Blue Flare, Bloom Lordmon, Sakuyamon, the Minervamon Loop, the Dark Knightmon deck. I've got quite a few decks on the go with the new cards from this set, and I would love to hear about what you guys are interested in playing and building with the new set. If you have an answer to that listener question, or if you have any questions, feedback, comments, or concerns, my friends, you can email me, memorygagepodcast at gmail.com. You can join our Facebook group, Memory Gage Podcast. You can tweet at me, at Connor EFMG, 
or you can join our Discord server. Links to all of that will be in the show notes of this episode, and I am always happy to hear from you listeners. New episodes of this show come out each and every week, so make sure you're following us on your podcast service of choice so you can stay up to date. And if your podcast service of choice allows you to do so, please rate and review the show. It helps people to find us and helps us grow as a show. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Memory Gauge, logging out.